Welcome to Tip of the Spear, powered by U Mortgage. This podcast is all about uncovering the truth behind VA loans for our nation's military service members and for veterans by VA loan experts themselves. I'm your host, Dave Higgins, the Senior Learning Specialist here at U Mortgage and a veteran myself, having served six years with the U.S. Army. Join me every Wednesday and Saturday to learn from mortgage loan originators who specialize in veteran loans about how you can maximize your military benefits and make your dreams of home ownership become a reality. I'm your host, Dave Higgins, here again today with Tyler Carlson out of beautiful San Antonio, Texas, who's going to be talking with me kind of in a part two about what might be some things that you want to look out for, for predatory lending practices when you're going out there and trying to get a VA mortgage loan. Tyler, my friend, it's glad to have you back. I know this is a topic that really makes you passionate, really fires you up, uh, just because I know you've seen quite a few veterans and, and service members taking advantage of. So thanks for joining me today, my friend. Yeah, of course, man. I mean, the whole reason we have this podcast is just to educate so that way people don't get screwed over anymore. People know what to look out for because they don't teach you this stuff when you're in the service. You get out, you're completely green. You don't know what to look for. So that's that's why we're here. Man, the list of things that I wasn't taught when I was in the service could go on for days and days and days. So <laughs> thanks for helping out our vets out there and, and our service members too. So that way when, when they do get out or while they're still in, again, it's all about the education. It's all about the knowledge. We're just looking for predatory practices that, that a veteran or someone pursuing a VA loan might want to be looking out for. So I, I thought the best way we would do this was kind of just go through the whole process from start to finish. So what are some things that you've seen veterans, service members get caught up in and those predatory practices, you know, maybe while they're just first shopping for a house or looking for a loan, gotcha. what are some things you see? Yeah. So, I mean, as you know, like veterans are the number one most solicited class of consumers when it comes to mortgages. They're the most targeted. And so there's going to be lots of BS out there. And so like when you're, when you start going online, maybe you're just getting started. Maybe you're, you're looking very beginning, you haven't never looked into it. The second you start looking up stuff about the VA loan, there there's stuff in marketing with like pixels and, and all that stuff that track what you do online. And then they allow, they report back to whether it's Google, Facebook, YouTube, they report back what you're looking up. And so then companies can select your targeting to go and market to you. And so, I mean, I'm sure you've had this happen all the time. Shoot, you, you talk about something, then it pops up in an ad six hours later. Um, so, I mean, that's basically there, how it's gonna there. go. Yep, so you're, you're gonna go through, you're gonna start looking up stuff about the VA loan, and all of a sudden your timeline on Facebook, on YouTube, whatever, it's all gonna start to get flooded with ads. And so all the stuff seems like, oh, that's convenient. And, and then you're going to see this super low rate of, oh, here's this 2.5% interest rate for a VA loan. Click here. And then it takes you to a survey to fill out. You go ahead and fill everything out. Then you get on the phone with whoever is that call center hello or whoever it is. And they tell you, oh, I'm sorry. That, that 2.5 was for a 15-year fixed. That's going to be a lot more expensive than the 30-year fix that you're able to do. And so, I mean, because different loan terms will give you different interest rates. And so they'll use the most attractive and lowest one to sort of bait and switch you yeah. to get you in. Well, 
I want to unpack that a little quick, right? Because you're right. So, so as as I understand it, you, your typical mortgage is is thirty years. Most people, when they do a mortgage, they most, do it for thirty yeah. years. Not always the exactly. case, but most people do, right? But what you're saying is, what they'll do is is they'll advertise two and a half percent interest rate, but that two and a half percent interest rate is only for a fifteen year loan, not for thirty. Yeah. And traditionally. With a, the lower the number of years they're going to be paying back the loan, so 15 years versus 30 years, the, the interest rates are lower on those yeah, shorter right term right. mortgages, right? So they'll actually they'll actually put up two and a half percent, but that's for their 15 year. But then yeah, when exactly. they actually go and call in, the vet calls in, you're telling me they're like, oh, actually, you can't do that because that only works for the 30 year. You're, yeah. you're kidding me. Yep. So I mean. There wow. are a ton of regulations when it comes to mortgage advertising that that companies have to follow. But the fines are not that big. And I mean, there if you go look this up, there are tons of cases where companies have had to pay millions of dollars in fines for misleading advertisements. But they're like, you know what? It's the cost of doing business. This is a $2 million fine, but we, we made $20 million. That's fine. Um, and so the fines are not really that high for these major companies. So they're just like, screw it. We're just going to go out, mislead people just to get them in because it works and, and see what they're banking on. And this is what, what happens with a lot of bait and switch lenders out there. They're banking on you getting the process started, thinking you're going to get something. And then you go under contract on a house. And once you see that official loan estimate where they cannot lie, it's something completely different. But what they're hoping is, is that you are like, man, I'm so far in the process. I'm already under contract. I don't know if I can go to another lender. I don't want my credit pulled. And so they're banking on miseducation out, like uneducated people to just stick through them through the process and just be screwed over pretty much. Wow. All right. I'm, I'm with you there. And, and you mentioned something there just a second, and I want to unpack it because I'm not sure everyone who's listening or watching is, is fully aware of what that is. So you mentioned something called a, called a loan estimate, right? Which is kind of that first document where it's just an estimate. It's not everything laid out for you yet, but it gives you, it's the first time you really start to see hard numbers, right? So they'll they'll yes. give the borrower, whoever the, the veteran or, or the service member, they'll give them this loan estimate, which the numbers aren't perfect yet, but they'll show them that. And then what they're banking on, if I'm understanding what you're saying correctly, is they're banking on the veteran or they're banking on the, the service member to just go, well, I'm already this far in. I might as well just keep going. Am exactly. That right? Exactly. Uh, yep. And that's that's wow. what happens. And again, people don't know they can switch up to a week before closing. People don't know that. And so they're like, oh, I mean. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. You can switch to a full week. So anytime like a new lender steps in and the new application is you cannot close that loan within seven days. So if I come in and save a loan on a Thursday, this absolute soonest I can close is next Thursday. Um, And so a lot of people think like, oh, I'm I'm already a week in. I'm already under contract. I'm not going to go about trying to find another lender. I'm already too far in the process. And so basically that loan estimate is going to show you all the meat and potatoes of what the deal actually is. And be like, hey, are they charging points? Or, oh, wow, that rate's a lot higher than that 2.5 that I was quoted. And then you start to see like, oh, that's for a 30-year fix. This is why the rate's so much higher. So they can't lie on there. They can't misput numbers once it's a loan estimate. They have to disclose everything legally. So that's really where you start to see it. And that's, that's why it's important to shop. And so basically what's going to happen too and I, I always tell people about this. When you go through and fill out, like go through the process of getting a loan and you start to fill out applications and all that, 
there are things called trigger leads. Now, these credit bureaus will sell your information to companies who will buy them for people who have recently had their credit pulled for a mortgage inquiry. And so basically, I've had multiple customers, they fill an application. Hey, Tyler, my phone's been ringing nonstop off the hook. Did you sell my information? No, I didn't. That's the that's the credit bureaus. We have no control over that. And so basically, that that's one thing to look out for is as you start to go through the process, you're going to be solicited a ton because people sell that information. All right. All right. So 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 the credit bureaus, right? You're talking about Experian, Equifax, TransUnion. Yes, that's who you're exactly. talking about, right? Yep. Okay. And 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 I've I've had this happen to me before, right? Because you know, I have a car, uh, I have a house. So when I go and get my credit pulled to when I bought the car, bought the house, I remember this as well. I, my phone rang constantly, yep. constantly. I remember, and I remember, you know, first car, first car I ever bought. I remember calling the dealership up and being like, "What the heck happened here?" Like what's going on? And like, oh, this is normal. This just happens. Don't sweat it. Don't worry about it. It's nothing that we did. It's the it's Experian, it's TransUnion, it's Equifax. They're the yeah. ones that sold that information. So the same thing happens on the mortgage side too. So exactly. you know, if it's done with you, if it's done with a bank, right? It doesn't matter across the board. It doesn't it's really matter. No, it doesn't yeah. matter. I mean, right? okay. There are there there are some people who say like, oh, just leave the phone number off the application and it won't get. But I mean, I've heard also people say like, oh, that doesn't work. They still find a way to call you. <laughs> um, so, but basically, what's going to happen too is when you go through and you're, let's say you're comparing lenders, right? So let's say somebody goes to Veterans United and they just get completely ripped off. The interest rate's high. There's all these origination fees and people just don't know. So they go get a second opinion for for a mortgage company. I just had this happen last week. I was able to save a veteran over $10,000 just on the initial fees, not even the difference over the life life of the loan. I'm talking fees and interest rate, $10,000 worth up front. And so he's like, oh, that sounds great. Let's lock this in. So we start moving forward in the process. He tells Veterans United, like, I'm going to go with Tyler. He's giving me such an amazing deal. And they come back and try to persuade him to stay. They're like, look, whatever he's doing, we will match that. We're we're the number one VA lender in the country. We give away we gave away 12 houses to veteran families last year. They don't do all this. We're the best. We'll do this. And he's like, well, why didn't you give me the best deal from the jump? Why didn't you give me your best like Tyler did? And so basically he just told them, stop contacting me, withdraw my application. I'm done. Don't contact me again. And so that's one thing you have to do is specifically tell them, withdraw my application and seize all communication. Otherwise, they're just going to keep calling you, keep calling you and keep calling you. And just it's going to it makes the process not fun. I'm dealing with this with the builder right now to where they're just being super pushy. They can't touch what I offer but they're just being super pushy and not taking no for an answer. I'm like, look, you just got to be super clear with them. Seize all communication, withdraw my application. They can't call you again. All right. All right. So, and, and that's, unfortunately that's just kind of one of the drawbacks of, of getting a loan, like for a house or for a car. And it's not just houses. It happens with cars. It happens with other things. Anytime you're going to get your, your, your credit pulled, you're going to get solicited, right? Like it's yep. just, it's just going to happen. It is, it is one of those things. So, so have you seen other other types of you know, you know predatory practices like this around the solicitation with the, with the credit polls or you know during the process? I mean, is there anything else that, that you know kind of pops up of like, man, you know, I've dealt with this before, or I've you know I've heard horror stories like this. I mean, anything else you can share with us? During the process, no, it's usually just there's a lot of, like I said, malicious 
advertising before the process even begins, whether it's mailers, ads on Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. Um, that's really where most of it is. But then also after the transaction, you're just going to be hounded pretty much. So basically a, a VA loan okay. cannot be refinanced until 210 days after it closes. So seven months. And on the 210th day, you're going to start to get flooded with, with all these different mailers saying, oh, because your VA, your interest rate is, is information that these lenders can get. So they're going to know like, oh, this is interest rate. Let's tell him this. Let's send him our 2.99% flyer. That's lower than what he has. And again, the process just starts all over again. And a lot of it's just BS. You probably throw most of it away anyway, but it's just going to most of it, it's n- it's never going to be legit. Most of it is always going to not tell you the full story. Like, oh, here's a 3% interest rate, but also $15,000 in points to get that. It's in the very fine print at the bottom that a lot of people don't see. And so, I mean, it's just, you have to be very cautious when you're going through the process. And what I always recommend is just reaching out to your original loan officer that you worked with and just send them a picture yeah. of the mail. Hey, is this legit? And then I'll go through and I'll read the fine print. I'll be like, no, see, they're trying to get you to pay $10,000 in points to get that. If I made you pay $10,000 in points, I'd be even better than they are. And so if you ever get anything suspicious that like piques your interest and like, oh, this sounds good. Just reach out to your loan officer, assuming you liked working with them, <laughs> reach out to them and just ask their opinion because they'll be able to tell you if it's usually legit or not. Okay. And I want to repeat that again, just to make sure I understood that. So after I close on my house, I, and I have a VA loan, I can't refinance on my property. I can't refinance that house for at least 210 days, right? I'm sure there's some exceptions, right? And I know the VA has a lot of exceptions in a lot of ways, yeah. but 210 days. So it's just one of those things, right? For our listeners and, and our watchers out there, just be ready. If you, if you close on one of these things, just on that 211th day, bam, you're going to start getting hit with all kinds of fun. It might come sooner, but yeah. yeah. That's when they're going to okay. go hard though. I got you. I got you. All right. All right. So I wanted to, re- I want to rewind a little bit back to, to the, the start of the process because you, you talked about the, again, that loan, the LE, the loan estimate, uh, mm-hmm. that document that kind of, you know, gives you, give you some figures. It's the first time you really start to see numbers on what's the house going to cost me. And, and you, you said it best, which is something that has come up as a consistent theme as, as we've talked through these episodes and that is shop, shop around. You've got some time, right? And, and what's, what's that time frame again? Like, let's say I go to you, Tyler, and I, I want to buy a house. I go to you and I get my credit pulled and you show me an LE or a loan estimate. How many days do I have before where I can, I can shop around and I won't get multiple pulls on my credit report. Right. Gotcha. Isn't, isn't that some sort of rule? How long is that? How does that work? Yeah. It's usually 45 days. It depends lender okay. to lender though. Um, but it's usually 45 days. And so again, a lot of the times, most people don't even get a loan estimate until they're under contract. And most contracts okay. are usually 30 to 45 days. And, but and like I always tell people too, is don't be scared of that second poll. Because let's say if you have a 780 credit score, you're already top tier 30 plus points before even the next year, right? So once you're already top tier mortgage, doesn't matter if you have a 780 versus an 850, you're getting the same exact interest rate. You're getting the same deal. There's no difference. And so I had this conversation last week. Uh, A client came to me is like, oh, I I don't want to get my credit repulled again. I don't want my my score to drop. I don't want my interest rate to get worse. I'm like, at most, it's going to drop a couple of points. 
and it's not going to affect your interest rate. Now, what it is going to do is it is going to give you the opportunity to see if you can get a better deal. Now, isn't that worth one more inquiry on your credit report? So even if you're outside that window, don't let that stop you from shopping. Because like I said, if you get started with a, a mortgage company 60 days before you go under contract, you go under contract, you get a loan estimate, it looks kind of funky. You're going to have to get another inquiry on your credit report, but it's 100% worth it. So like I said, I just saved somebody $10,000 last week. And that's a lot of money to save for one additional inquiry. So even if you're outside that window, just get a second opinion. It's not going to hurt. Now, the only time that I, I caution people to like tread carefully when it comes to credit polls and, and doing rash stuff like that is like, hey, if you're tiptoeing the line of, of even being able to qualify for this, then maybe just, just stick it through. But I mean, if you're if you have, let's say, if a lender has a minimum of a 580 credit score and you have a 582, that additional hit might knock you out. Um, so at that point, you you have to pick and choose your battles. But for the majority of people that I work with, one additional pull is not going to hurt anything. For sure, I get that. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. But you know, it, it just all this is just good information to know just to be aware of as you go through the process and as you kind of kick things off. And again, to just to reiterate, the shopping part is just so, so important. You want to make sure for most people buying a house or, or really buying a house is going to be the largest, if not the largest yep. purchase transaction exactly. that they're ever going to go through. Right. So it's worth yep. what you're saying. Someone, it's worth going through the second credit pool, get the best deal, make sure you got yourself set up in the right, in the right position. Yeah. I mean, a lot of our military members are younger too, right? Like a lot of them are are younger folks, right? So they haven't necessarily built a ton of credit just yet, but it's still worth it is what you're saying, right? Yep. 100%. And also too, it doesn't hurt to um, shop with different types of lenders, right? So I talked about this Mm. in another episode. There's, there's retail, there's banks, there's a mortgage broker like myself, and it doesn't hurt to go shop around different types. Cause if you shop the same retail, like just, multiple retail lenders, you're going to get very similar stuff most of the time. But if you go through a credit union, a retail lender and the mortgage broker, you're going to get stuff all over the board. And that's really going to show you. So, I mean, just making sure you shop around with different types of lenders is is a huge tip. I got you. you. And and one one final question, because you've said it a couple of times and I'm not sure if we've ever defined it. You said the word under contract a couple of times. What does that mean for our listeners and our watchers out there? Gotcha. So when you're under contract, it's when you go through, you you get a pre-approval letter and you start spending offers on a house and the seller's like, oh, that's perfect. We want to take the sellers want to take your offer. Then you move under contract. That's when you go through. That's when you order the inspection, you order the appraisal, you go into underwriting and you start the process. So anytime I say under contract, it's when you found a house and the seller has accepted your offer. Okay, so the seller accepts, accepts my offer. And then again, just backing up, this is where I would get my first loan estimate. The numbers aren't necessarily going to be usually all yes, perfect. Yep. Yeah, but you're saying yeah, usually that's where you get. So and, the, and, and the, again, the lender yeah, fees are always going to be accurate on the loan estimate. So if they're charging you points, if they're charging you origination fee, all that's going to be on there. The only numbers that change are going to be like escrow, which is your taxes and insurance, um, title work, because mm, we don't right. know what the title fees are until we place the title order. And that's after you get okay. under contract. So those are the only fees that really change after the initial loan estimate. But the lender fees usually all stay the same throughout. All right. So so that's the part where you can really do the shopping part, right? It's like exactly. you know, box, fees, a, the, the box A is yeah. the only thing to focus on. 
box A. All right, so the box A on that loan estimate, that's what you want to be comparing when you when you do the yep. shopping that, uh, that that Tower's advocating for. When you shop, look under box A, and if there's a lot of discrepancy there, you might want to ask some questions and do some more shopping is what it sounds exactly. like. All right, all right, all right, my friend. Well, hey, I really appreciate this, Tyler. A lot of excellent, excellent information that you shared with us today. Thank you again, as always, for doing this. Where can our listeners and our watchers uh, reach out to you? What's the best way to get in touch with you if they want to learn more? Awesome. So, I mean, I'm always going to be available to help. Um, even if I'm not licensed in your state, I'm still happy to help put you in contact, answer questions, do whatever I can to help you out. So, I mean, our, our company is licensed in most states nationwide, so I have a good contact all over. So if, if you like me, want to ask me questions, feel free to reach out. I can help. Uh, very easy to find online, Facebook, LinkedIn, um, all those places. My name, Tyler Carlston. Um, on TikTok and Instagram as VA Loan King, you can find me there. So all my information is pretty easy to find if you want to get in touch with me. Perfect, perfect. All right, well, well, Tom, again, we really appreciate you being here, sharing all of your knowledge, offering help, even if you're not necessarily qualified, I'm sorry, not qualified, but not, even if you're not licensed in that particular state, it's always nice to hear that uh, you're just here for the educational purposes. All about the great, service. That, love that. I love that, man. Well, all right. Well, I, I appreciate your time today and uh, looking forward to having you back again in another episode of Tip of the Spear. Thanks, Dave.